0: You're listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast, a recording of the Sunday morning service at Hill City Church. We would love to have you join us in person. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church. Good morning, Hill City. I am really happy to see all of the people that braved the sub-zero weather to to make it here. I genuinely thought it was gonna be a smaller service, but you guys have pleasantly surprised me. So thank you for doing that. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pray for us and then we're gonna jump straight in. Jesus, thank you for uh, filling this room today. God, I pray that, that those here have come to hear your message, God. Your message of hope, your message, your message of growth. Lord, I pray that they hear it directly from you. God, whatever my words are that aren't from you, let them fall short, let them die. But whatever is from you, God, let it take root, let it take hold, and let it grow, God. Be the source of that growth, be the direction of that growth. And Lord, we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are in the middle of a series called Apprentices of Jesus. If you can read that, then you already know that information. So... I'm being redundant, and that's okay. Uh, we started last week with uh, apprentices of Jesus. Uh, right now, we're going to talk about dependence, dependence on God. There are so many verses that I could pull from. That's going to tell you about physical dependence on God, right? That's going to tell you trust God for for all of your for, to provide for you. Trust God to to clothe you, and trust God to provide your daily bread. You've heard those verses a mil- a million times. And they're great. I'm gonna go in a different direction though. I'm gonna go in a different direction with dependence today. Because here's, here's the unfortunate truth that you don't really hear a lot in church for good reason. Do you, really, do you need God to go through your, your everyday life to have a successful business, to make money, to have a roof over your head? Do you need God for that? Unfortunately, the honest answer is No, you probably don't. And we know that because we see people every day going through life that don't know God, that don't have a relationship with God, that don't try and know God. and They're more successful than any of us are probably ever going to be. They've they've got more things than any of us probably ever will have. They can depend on themselves for all of those things, the, the clothes, the food, the shelter. And they look around and they're like, I don't need God for that. So when we're talking about being apprentices of Jesus, and we're talking about depending on Jesus, it obviously means something just a little bit different, right? Because here's the truth. If you go talk to those people that have everything imaginable, they have all the toys under the sun, they have the nicest house on the block, they don't have to worry about money ever, You go and talk to them and they don't know Jesus. It becomes really apparent really quickly. You start talking to them about peace. They don't actually have peace. They just have comfort. You start talking to them about hope. They don't have hope. They just have assurance that they're okay. You talk to them about love. It's so foreign. They have affection. They have admiration. They have appreciation. They don't have love. They don't have anything that's going to stay when the world shakes, when fire comes and consumes and burns. There's nothing of substance in their life. Because for that, we depend on Jesus. They are spiritually dead. They have nothing spiritually in them that is nurturing them, that is growing them. They have no spiritual heartbeat. Because that's what jesus does that's what we need jesus for so that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about what it looks like to depend on jesus in that way and i'm going to share a story from the bible and then how that story really impacted me and when i was preparing for this sermon and i came across this story i got i got emotional about it and i got really excited And then God started talking and and really shaping where this this study went. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Luke chapter three. We're gonna start in there in verse 21. And this is the baptism of Jesus. And it says this, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. I have always, always wanted to live this moment. I wanted to be in Jesus's shoes for this moment. That is, that has been like a life goal of mine. And what's funny is every time I brought it up in like a a community group setting, or especially around other men, I hear a resounding, me too. Like if we were to take a poll right now, how many people would say, you know what, if I could just have this moment, my life would be complete. I'm sure it would be pretty high. And when I was reading this, I said that to God, I said, God, if I could just have that, if I could just have that moment of you just showing yourself to me and and hearing physically that you are pleased with me and that I'm yours, I could die right then and be happy. Like, that's it. That's good for me. And here's where I got emotional. God called me out and he said, that is so Foolish of you. That is foolish, Noah. There's nothing wrong with wanting this. There's nothing wrong with wanting God to come and to to say to me, you're my son. I love you. I'm pleased with you. But to want to end on that, to want to stop there, fool. Because I got to tell you something. This is, happened right at the start of Jesus's ministry. This wasn't the end. When heaven opened and, and the Holy Spirit came down and God said, I'm pleased with you. It wasn't because of what Jesus had done and, and the lives that he changed It's because that's the start. Jesus didn't ascend to heaven and everyone was like, Ooh, now let's follow him. No, this was just the beginning. This was just the start. And God was telling me, you want, you want the very start to be, to be it. That's all you want. Do you know how foolish that is? Do you know how much you would miss if that was your ending? It's good to have this start. It is, it's great to have this start where you recognize who Jesus is. It's great, that's the point. Because that's the point where you go from being spiritually dead, you, you don't have that faith, you don't have that hope, you don't have true love. And once you recognize that this is the truth, that Jesus is the Son of God, and he came down to earth, that he was baptized just like this, and God confirmed it himself, and then Jesus lived throughout his life performing ministry, miracles, preaching the word of God, the word of faith, hope, and love to the world, and then that Jesus died on a cross willingly for your sins, for my sins, and was raised three days later to conquer death. When you believe that, that's just the start. It's a great start. Don't get me wrong. If you haven't believed that yet, if you haven't said publicly, yes, that I believe. I believe that Jesus is Lord and he died on the cross for me and raised to life again. If you haven't publicly made that declaration yet, then you have a a long road ahead of you and it's a beautiful one. But that's just the start. So I was telling God, I said, you know what? I want that though. I want that and, and that would be enough for me. And he started talking to me. He said, you know, if that was the end for you, if that was the end, do you know how much growth you would have missed out on? Do you know how much love you would have missed out on? Not from, not from me. Not, God wouldn't withhold any of, any of that love from me. But the love that I get to share with others, the love of God that, that others get to experience because Maybe they heard the gospel from me for the very first time. I don't even know if that's ever happened, but if it had, and I'd stopped right at the start, I would have missed that. They would have missed that. What a fool I would be to miss out on those beautiful moments. Because I've traveled the world in Jesus' name. I have seen people healed from, from physical sicknesses. I have seen people learn about the truth of the gospel. I've seen people that have given their life to Christ. I've seen people that, that heard the gospel for the first time and said, yeah, I want that. Where is some water? I wanna go get baptized right now. I've seen that with my own eyes and it's beautiful. I never would have seen that if I stopped right at the beginning. I never would have seen that if if I had given up right right as God said, I love you. And I said, cool, that's it, I'm done, out. That never would have happened. Maybe it would have happened, but I, I wouldn't have come to know God more through those experiences. I wouldn't have come to know deeper love than I could have ever known from just being claimed by God. I wouldn't have come to to experience the deep darknesses and the struggles that come with following God with your whole heart, because they're there. And I don't despise them. A few weeks ago, I talked about this. I talked about how God's gonna throw challenges in your way. He's gonna throw mountains in front of you, and it's not because he wants to break you. It's because there is growth to be had from those experiences. I would have missed out on that growth. I would have been lost. I would have had that one truth that God loves me. And guess what? It is enough I would not be the person I am today. I would not be the follower of God. I am today. I would not be on this stage telling you how good he is today. If I'd stopped right there. Right after Jesus uh, was baptized, right after he had heard this message, he retreats to the wilderness for 40 days. He fasts, he doesn't talk to other people, goes away by himself into, into desolate and dark places. You can find this story in Luke 4, the, the words will be up on the screen as well. It said, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. For 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. I would have folded. 40 days, no eating. And someone's like, you know, you can make that, that stone turn into bread. I'd be like, ooh, French bread? Deal. Sourdough? Deal. Deal. I would, have, I would have been too hungry. I would have folded. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. Bold? The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It's been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command the angels concerning you to guard you carefully and they will lift you up in their hands, you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, It is said, Do not put your Lord your God to your the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. See it's It's not really enough to know that Jesus has a path for you. You can absolutely depend on him to have a path. Once once you're baptized, once you accept God, you can trust that there is more for you after that. There is more Jesus for you after that. If you've been walking for Jesus for an entire lifetime, guess what? There is still more Jesus for you. And the devil's going to come and... Tempt you to disbelieve that. He's going to come and just like he came to me and say, "Hey, wouldn't it be great if this was if this was the end for you? If you ended on this high note of of baptism of faith, wouldn't that be great? I mean, that's the way to go out, right? You you baptized and then you you can't do any harm to Jesus after that because that's something that that I've been tempted with. You're going to you're going to hurt the reputation of, of Christ if you, if you misstep. That's a, a real thing that goes on through my brain whenever I step up on here. Don't misspeak. You're going to hurt Jesus' reputation. And I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus' reputation is fine without me, okay? He doesn't need me to be perfect up here. He doesn't need me to be perfect when I walk out of the, the doors. What he does need me to do is depend on him for my growth. This temptation happened right after Jesus's what I would call the high point. Right after he heard his father himself say, you are my son and I am pleased with you. After that, that's when the devil comes and says, I mean, if that's true. And the entire time we see Jesus depending on what he knows is true of God. We see Jesus depending on what he knows is true of who he is in God's eyes. How much growth would I see if I did the same thing? How much growth would I see if I went through this life depending on Jesus to lead me into growth? If I went to Jesus in my conversation and I said, Jesus, I feel like I'm letting you down. And instead of stopping it, no, you're not, and being like, oh, cool, great, bye. I dug into that, and I, and, and I listened, and he said, look, there's more for you, and we're going to work on it. There's growth to be had, and we're going to work on it. And I come with my laundry list of, you're right, there's more to be had. I am deficient in all these places. And I flip it over to the other side, And all these places. And then I get my other sheet, and I say, all these places. And he says, look, yes. Let's work on this one right now. Let's work on this one right now, because this one is spending time with me. Let's work on that one. Because when we start working on this one, you're going to realize that all these other ones uh, start to just disappear. Not because they were never a problem in the first place, but because you're depending on me to get you through your day. You're depending on me to, to learn how to reply to that bitter comment that someone made at work. You're depending on me to form who you are. You're allowing me to form your identity as my child, as my disciple, as my apprentice. Just like I relied on the father when I was tested and tempted and bullied in the wilderness, you depend on me when you're hangry because you haven't had a snack in the afternoon and someone says something smart at work. It's very different, but it's the same thing. You depend on me. And that little bit of growth over time, that little bit of growth becomes a lifetime of growing in hope, growing in love, growing in understanding who God is and how you can live your life in His path that He's laid out for you. Because the path that He has for me isn't the path that He has for you. The path that He has for you is not the path that He has for your siblings or your friends. It is so unique to who you are that living your life like I live mine isn't exactly going to work, but living your life the way Jesus laid it out for you is going to work perfect. Promise. You know, we talked about how the devil came to Jesus right after this high moment. He also came to him when he was at his weakest. Like I said, I would have folded. I would have absolutely 40 days with no food. I'm done. Jesus had his identity in someone bigger than he was in God himself, his father. That's where my identity is. And when that's when it, when, when that's where it stops, when it stops with me, well, there, there's some issues there too, because after this beautiful moment, after the temptation, after Jesus proved that he relies on God, that's when his ministry started. That's when he went and preached the word and changed the world. So it's after you figure out how to put your identity in Christ. It's after you figure out how to walk with Christ, how to to rely on him, how to depend on him. It's after you learn how to really serve him in your everyday life. You get to teach other people how to do that as well. And that, guys, that is beautiful. When you get to stand before people that, that look to you and say, hey, the first time I ever heard the gospel was from you. When you finish leading a small group and you hear someone say, you know what? I have never heard of grace like Jesus offers me until today. When you you talk to someone that has never met Jesus before and they say, really? Peace like that exists? Hope like that exists? There's this beautiful moment where you realize that God has been changing you this whole time, and now he gets to start that process for someone else because you were faithful in walking with Jesus. Guys, that is a beautiful moment. And that's the goal. That's the goal. Not just to to be apprentices of Jesus for right now, but to help shape apprentices of Jesus going forward to help teach others how to do that exact same thing. That's the goal. That was Jesus's goal. After he proved that he was the son of God, after he passed this this temptation in the wilderness, that's when he started teaching. That's when he started spreading that good news. And three years later, he planted what is the most incredible news of all. When he looked at his disciples and said, hey, I died for you, I raised from the dead for you, go tell others, because I'm gonna be with you the entire time. The entire time. And that promise is still true today. That promise is still true today. So I'm looking around the room and I know that a lot of people here have, have already given their lives to Jesus. And I, I pray that you guys are, are growing in this. You're depending on Jesus for your growth. If there's anyone here that has never stood up and made that public declaration of, I believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he did what he said he did, and I wanna walk with him for the rest of my life, we'll baptize you today. That water's probably warmer than outside. I'm really hoping it is. Did you turn on the heater? I can't see if you're nodding, so we'll assume that it's on. It's not iced over, so we're good. It's hot? It's hot. Today's the, today's the day. If you, <laughs> Josh is offended that I had to check. Today's the day to be baptized. Trust me, that's a, that's a hot tub compared to everything else. If that's where you're at, please come talk to someone. I'm gonna invite Mike back up as we're gonna uh, continue with worship. I'm gonna go ahead and pray us out. God, thank you for the growth that you offer. Thank you for the truth that you remind us of every day. Thank you for the love that you give to those who follow you, the hope, the peace. God, I I pray that you pour that out today. Pour that out on your sons and daughters. Pour out the confirmation of who you are pour out the confirmation that there is so much more growth to be had and that you are the way to that growth. God, we love you so much and we look forward to everything that you are doing in our lives. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast. We hope it was helpful to you to become a more devoted disciple of Jesus. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church.